Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Well, uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the First Things First uh, podcast. Every week we have folks that uh, that just we just sit down together and just kind of talk about life. We have amazing and interesting and fascinating guests who are also your neighbors, usually, uh, hanging out with us and talking to us. And so uh, this week I am really excited to welcome uh, my good friend Anne-Marie Molina, on to the podcast. Uh, Anne Marie has been a member of, of our church for a while, and I've been really privileged to get to know her and her awesome family. She's on the prayer team. You serve on the prayer team. And uh, and uh, what are some of the places that you kind of help out and serve around our church? Um, a couple years ago, my husband and I um, helped with the Wednesday nights, fifth mm-hmm. and sixth grade boys. Uh, we took oh. a year off this past year, um, kind of the year before COVID, I don't know. They all the years run together. They run together, like. don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so we've helped out a little bit in the children's area yeah, on Wednesday yeah. nights. That's awesome. Um, yeah, prayer and then just coming and loving and yeah, being here. That's so, right. Do yeah. you guys are you guys a, a part of a grow group or anything at the church? Um, we are not currently yeah active in that right now. Um, Ricky, this past year has been gone quite a bit a and so it's really hard for us to commit together to do yeah, that yeah, yeah. um but we have decided to get back and going yeah so, yeah, this next yeah. Year, so t- tell, year. tell tell because you mentioned yeah. ricky okay yeah. so tell everybody a little bit about yourself and about your family and and kind of give everybody a heads up about okay. who you guys are well um we are the molinas the molinas, uh, the molinas. <laughs> uh we moved here it'll be five years at christmas right. we literally moved five days before christmas in 2017 oh. um middle of the year i thought oh my gosh we're crazy for yeah. <laughs> making a move at that point in time um my husband is ricky molina most of you may know him more like rick or right. mr molina or sergeant molina or right. whatever but he's my ricky so uh-huh. i call him ricky there you go um so he is a DPS um, sergeant for yep. the Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Department of the Texas Department of Public Safety. That's very long way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he uh, was fortunate enough to get a promotion up here. Yeah. From uh, We're from Colorado City originally. Yeah. So that's our home. Uh, we both went to high school there and graduated together and we're kind of high school sweet, sweethearts. No. We weren't always sweet. Yes, yeah. but we 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 love each other and we are best friends yeah. and so we're um two peas in the pod when it comes to to our relationship and yeah. we're excited to to venture out and come up this way and yeah. we've got family up here so it was really it was good for us to get closer and um yeah. so yeah we chose shallow water and we uh heard the schools were great and and found out the people were even better and yeah yeah so we decided to that's move awesome. up here. That's awesome. How many kids do you guys have? We have three. Three boys. Three kids. I'm yeah. a boy mom. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. We, right. um, I've got Nicholas. He's mm-hmm. um, 16. He'll be a junior. Yep. I've got Nathan. He'll He's 13. He'll be in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Noah. He's 11. He'll be in fifth grade. So yeah. we are out of the elementaries and the intermediates, and we're just middle school and high school. Yeah, so. a couple of, couple of teenagers. Mm-hmm. Run around yep. the house. That's yes. always fun. That's always good. Yes. And boys, we're gearing up for football. So we're yes. excited about football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big year, big mm-hmm. year. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, um, 
we when earlier when you you were you know kind of talking about your talking about your boys and talking about moving out here for the school district and everything else. So so talk a little bit about how it's been for them. How how have they how have they felt like they've adjusted since they've been living in shallow water? What do you think? They have adjusted really well. Yeah. Um, they've got lots of friends mm-hmm. and they enjoy the schools. They've um, just excelled. I mean, they've excelled tremendously within the school system, and um, we've had a little bit of you know. It was a little bit harder transition for my um, youngest one, mm-hmm. um, but we found out through shallow water and just their determination, the teachers' just their determination to, you know, make them excel to their best abilities. Right. I really was appreciative of their findings because I don't know if we would have had that same where we were before. Yeah. I don't know. I'm right. not. I'm not going to say we couldn't have. Sure. Um, I would have hoped so. But we were also here to get him some special help with a reading program in yeah, Lubbock. So, yeah. um, with a vision uh-huh. issue. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. Um, and so they just helped us discover that. And, right. Um, so, and just the programs, they have a little bit more to offer as far as, you know, extracurriculars and just sure. within the school system itself yeah. in their curriculum. So it's been. It's been really great. Well, and one of the ways that you and I bonded a little bit is, mm-hmm. you know, Nick's type one yes. diabetic, and so yes. and my daughter Carson is also mm-hmm. a type one diabetic, mm-hmm. and so they've actually had a lot of on yes. youth camp. At, at youth camp, Carson's always asking him, "Okay, so what's your blood sugar? <laughs> what do you do? You know, you know." So uh, when was when was he diagnosed? What was that like? He was diagnosed um, September of 2017, actually, um, the year that we moved up here. So just a few um, months before, yeah, it was literally on Ricky's birthday, which is September 7th, 2017. Um, he, I'll never forget. It's one of those days, one of those, like you said, (laughs) moments. Um, he wasn't feeling well the day before we let him stay home from school. Uh And, um, he woke up the next day. We just thought maybe it was a little viral. We don't really know what it was, but he got up, took a shower. Um, he was very, he's been always been very independent since Mm -hmm. he was little and he got himself ready and I'm making breakfast and I'll never forget. I called him and said, come on, Nicholas, breakfast is ready. And he was sound asleep. Like he had already been up, taken a shower, gotten dressed, was ready to go to school. And he was knocked out asleep on the couch, um, within, you know, a 30, 45 minute period. Uh And I thought, man, that's, there's something that's wrong right. there. Yeah, so um, fortunately, I do have my dad is a doctor. Yeah, and they're in, in Mitchell County, and um, called him and said, "Hey, can I bring Nicholas up?" They went ahead and did some blood work. Thank goodness. Yeah. and his blood sugar was through the roof. And right. dad called me, and of course, I was emotional and yeah. didn't know. You know, I didn't really know what to what what that meant. We right. didn't have any history yeah. of diabetes in our family, so it was. Um, difficult to wrap my mind around at the time. Oh yeah. And literally that day we booked it up here to Lubbock. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had Dr. Draymond was our doctor oh, at the time. She's amazing. I know. And she's not here anymore. I know. I know. Carson um, at one point wanted to be a, a pediatric endocrinologist mm-hmm. and, and she was going to, you know, try to go and shadow her, you know, and because she was such a huge influence on mm-hmm. our lives, you know, so man, what an amazing yeah. lady. Yeah. So. We were sad to see her go. Um, so we spent the next couple of days up here in the hospital and of course waiting for the test results, whether mm-hmm. it was type one or type two. Right. And it, it turned out to be type one and just going through all of that. And, um, you know, came back home and one of my good friends is actually, was actually the nurse there at Colorado city, um, right. school district. And she was just such a blessing. I mean, sure. we got back into routine, started, you know, the whole, 
the whole day to day of monitoring your blood sugar and yeah. um, carbs and learning how to do all of that with, you know, just like overnight. And um, so it was a, it was a transition. And then of course, making this move at that point in time, we didn't know we were going to be moving. Right. Um, it was just something that um, a board had come open, the position had come open and then he decided to try for it and he got it. So yeah. it was like, Whoa. you know, it wasn't anything that we had really you know, we had talked about promoting and, sure. and making that. Uh, we didn't know where we were going to do that. Um, we knew that we kind of wanted to stay in West Texas just because that's where all of our family are, right. is that lives, majority of them. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of a whirlwind of a transition. Well, that's, at the time. Yeah, that was a pretty stressful it was. several months there it for was. you guys. Yeah, just the, this is our life now and we've right. got to adjust and, and, and do what we can to support Nicholas through that, through it. And, and, uh, you know, the feelings of, of, uh, did I do something wrong as a parent? You right. know, just yeah. all that, yeah. you know, things that go, of course, you know, logically I knew that it wasn't anything I right. did, but as a mother, you just, you worry, did I, did I do something? Oh, yeah. You know, the week before Carson was diagnosed, uh, you know, uh, she was, it, interestingly enough, she was diagnosed, like right after we moved from Lubbock to Plainview. So we had moved all the way from Cape Girardeau, Missouri to, to Lubbock. We lived here for a year and then moved to Plainview. And we'd only been there a couple of weeks whenever she was diagnosed. And uh, and like the week before, so she's in a new school. She's trying to make friends. So the, the week before I'd gone to Miss Kay's Bakery in Plainview and I bought a bunch of fried pies because on Fridays they have fried pie Fridays and they were, they're, they're amazing. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't know that they're still operating up there anymore, but it was, they were home, these homemade, you know, hot fried pies. And so I bought a bunch of them and took them up to lunch for her and her friends, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, and Carson, you know, she ate like one and she didn't want another. One. I was like, come on, you know, and, and this has been like just a few oh, days later, whenever her Perfect blood timing. sugar was like 600, you oh, know, they goodness. were taking her to the the hospital. You know, I was like, what did I do? You know? Yeah. So I think I've learned, you know, that it wasn't me that did it. But, right. uh, but, uh, but yeah, you do have those feelings. It's yeah. weird. You know, you kind of go back to. I don't know, birthdays and cakes and right. all the things. And, you know, and then hindsight 2020, you, I've realized like that spring before he had kind of dropped a bunch of weight. A bunch of weight, yeah. And he had kind of, and not, and of course, in as a parent, you don't see your kids like other people see right. like your kids. And so, I mean, I didn't see him. And when, only when I look at pictures, I see him, yeah. uh, he almost looks swollen. Like, right. He just didn't look himself, even yeah. though I couldn't see it right. until I saw pictures later. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. And then he suddenly dropped some weight, and I recall him always being thirsty. Right. For yeah. a couple of months, I just noticed, man, he's just drinking lots of water. I thought, oh, he's growing. You know, yeah. he's fixing to be 12 years old. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. I mean, it was literally his 12th birthday. Yeah. Um, you know, he spent his birthday in the hospital. So, wow. you know, typical onset, juvenile onset yep. type 1 diabetes. So, yeah, it was very, very interesting to look back at the, oh, I could see the chain of events right. leading up to it later, you yeah. know, but and I can't, through it, I, you can't, you just don't see it. Well, and I remember that, you know, I don't know the feeling of, I mean, there's a lot of worse diagnoses that sure. you can get, you know, sure. and sh- you know, I, I understand that, but gosh, I just remember, you know, getting that phone call and having to tell my daughter, Hey, you have this life altering illness. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And then like sit, being with her in the, in the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, you know, cause Amy had to come, we, we were in Lubbock and Amy had to come home to, uh, to Plainview because, because, you know, we had Sadie too, you know, sure. so one of us yeah. had to be, you know, mm-hmm. and so, so I was in the hospital up there with, with Carson and I just remember that just feeling so like overwhelmed mm-hmm. and helpless and you know what I mean? It, yes, it I do. I do. Um, we actually had, of course, Nathan and Noah and at that time they were on the end of being a toddler and then yeah. in elementary wow. school. And, um, so Ricky actually spent the days and in the hospital overnight with Nicholas. Right. Of course, we were there during the day as much as they would allow sure, us to. Yeah. Um, and then I had the boys in the hotel there, and um, which I think it was only three or four days. It wasn't like a week or two weeks or anything right. like that. But um, I just remember feeling like I wanted to be there, but Ricky really wanted to be there. And I felt yeah. like, okay, well, this is that's okay. You know, we're going to, we're going to work together through this. And yeah, there was just a sense of how do I explain this to my my baby, yeah. <laughs> I mean, have oh, my child man. and, yeah. and how to wrap our minds around how your life's going to be different from this point on. And all of our lives were different, you know, Absolutely. from that point on. Yeah. So, and still are, I mean, there's still, you know, we went through a little roller coaster of, and that's, this is Nicholas's story. I'm not going to tell his story, but sure. you know, there's a little bit of roller coaster of, of emotions, obviously, and, and a little bit of depression, a little bit of, yeah. you know, just not really sure being, sure of what this really means for the rest right. of my life, you know? Yes. And, um, you know, and then he transitioned, he honestly transitioned so well. He has so many great friends yeah. that, um, God knew he needed because yeah. I don't really think he had those friendships. He had a few uh-huh. really good and still is great friends there in his, in our hometown. But, you know, just the love and, and, and just acceptance that he got right. here was just amazing. Yeah. You know, I grew up, uh, moving, uh-huh. I moved, um, no, I wasn't, I mean, I moved, I think right before my fifth grade year, uh-huh. uh, from my hometown, what I thought was my hometown then. And then, yeah. and then I moved right b- into my eighth grade year, Okay, pretty yeah. big transitions yeah. periods. And so I just knew that, um, I wanted them to make that transition before high school. Yes. And if we yeah. were going to promote, if we were going to make a change in, in our venue, we needed to do it sooner than later. Yeah. So I think it, God's timing was extremely perfect in that. Yeah. So. So uh, let's. I mean, gosh, we could talk all day oh, about I know. that. Stuff, I know. You know, I know. because <laughs> there was so I, I can relate to so much of you know what what you described there. We you know we kind of went through the, a lot of the same stuff. You know. So, but but I'd, I'd like for and, and I'm sure that that was that was one of those moments that you probably pick out as hey here's. My faith really grew during mm-hmm. this time because I had to really trust the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. I had to really, yes. you know, I know that's how it was for Amy and I. I remember mm-hmm. that first night, like Amy was so uh, anxious and upset about th- that she was physically ill. Like she mm-hmm. was throwing up. Like she, you know, she had to go home and I, I had to stay with uh, Carson because Amy was, that. that's how, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the angst and everything that you feel and the fear right. and and, mm-hmm. and everything that you feel right at the first moment when, mm-hmm. when your child's diagnosed with something like that. So I know that those are those moments where, you know, you really have to kind of, there's a reckoning, you mm-hmm. know, and, and what is my relationship with the Lord? How do I, you know, wh- yeah. so yeah. Can, can you just maybe, uh, we'll skip ahead and sure. maybe talk a little bit about, you know, what did you learn during that season of your life? How do you feel like you you really grew during that season of your life. What did you, what did God reveal about himself to you during, as you were walking through all that? Well, he, 
he revealed, I was really hard on myself. Mm. Um, and he revealed that I didn't need to be, Yeah, you know, he, he came to me as, okay, we're going to take this challenge on and we're going to move forward. And I just kept, and I think the move with, along with that Mm -hmm. helped me because Not that I wasn't focused on Nicholas, I was, yeah. but I was also focused on transitioning our family yeah. into a new town. And yeah. I thank God, thank God, I do thank him. I thank him for giving me that challenge because it helped me to go, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this and then we're going to do this. We're going to keep going down the line. We're just going to yeah. keep pushing and moving forward. And yeah. I think that he helped me see my potential. Mm. Um, he helped me um, realize that. And it, it helped me. I can't do it on my own. Right. I think I, I, I have a tendency, and I still do, um, to control the mm. situation. And at that oh, point gosh. in time, I, it was out of my control. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and here I am being told that I have to help him control his blood sugar. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just such a wrapping your mind around, well, this is out of my control, but yet I have to help him learn how to control this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like oxymoron. Right, you know? right. Um, and so I think having all that to do helped me just, okay, compartmentalize. Okay, I got it. We got to do this. I'm going to do this. And now we're going to move forward here. Right. Um, and then once we got settled, um, it was just a lot of emotions at one time, I think, for yeah. me. Um, yeah. So... Uh, I'm a very, I'm a people person. I love people. People are what drive me mm-hmm. um, in my career and my life and my friendships and things. And moving into a new community um, was hard because I didn't have that support yeah. right there with me. Right. You know, they right. were there, but they weren't physically here yes. with me right. um, yet. So, um, but yeah, I think God just helped me to, I had to let go, mm. you know, I had to not control every second of my life at that moment yeah, yeah, yeah. and just kind of roll with the punches at the time. It's so. amazing how you can look back on a season like that in your life too. And you can see the faithfulness of God and even in things that at the time felt like, I can't believe this, you know, yeah. <laughs> because yes. your, your family's kind mm-hmm. of walking through all of this stuff with, with Nicholas and then, and then you're moving and mm-hmm. then, you know, and, and, you know, that can feel like really stressful, but then, but then when you look back on it, you can see, Oh, I see what God was doing yes, there. You know what is. I mean? It, it, getting me out of my own head mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. causing me to have to focus on yeah. the rest of my family. Because when you have a child that is diagnosed with something like that, mm-hmm. then the world can kind of start to revolve around them yes. too, you know, and, and, and so, you know, so it, those things that fe- felt like, you know, an- anxious and mm-hmm. uh, scary were actually a mercy from, from the Lord. And, but you don't know that until you're looking back on it. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. So th- talk about how you came to faith. Let's, let's go all the way back and t- t- tell me about, you know, when did you decide that you wanted to surrender your heart and your life to Christ? What did that look like? What brought you to that point? Who were some people that were involved? Just mm-hmm. t- tell me the story. Sure. Well, I was born <laughs> into a Catholic family. All so right. um, my parents, my dad was born and raised Catholic, yeah. and my mom uh, converted over as they got married. Mm-hmm. And so I was formally baptized as a baby. Yeah, um, right. Um, thankfully. I uh-huh. mean, I'm thankful for for the early a, bringing up. It's a huge blessing. Yeah, it was a part, um, of, your, yeah. part of your journey to right. the Lord. Yeah. Right. Um, and as I grew, uh, we were very... Um, 
we I grew up in the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. um, and went to CCD every you know Sunday before church. And okay, so yeah, CCD. tell everybody what that is. CCD <laughs> Catechism is Sunday school, oh, right. basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't tell me what. Don't ask me what it stands for. I'm sure there's an acronym <laughs> somewhere. Um, I just don't know. Um, but uh, catechism uh-huh. is basically just the Sunday school and learning the Bible and mm-hmm. and, and and bringing that into our faith. Yeah. Um, and it's all I knew for a long, long, long time. And yeah. you know, we didn't bring our Bibles to church. We didn't. We yeah. had our miss. Uh, we call it a missalette. It's a hymnal, basically. Yeah. And one side we had all the readings for the church year, yeah. And then the other side we had um, our hymnal, our music, right. And um, you know, you just went to that date, and <laughs> that uh-huh. was that was your first reading, second reading, responsorial psalm, and then the gospel reading, right. And um, and then we would it was pretty traditional, yeah. you know. Um, didn't know any different, and yeah. I'm grateful for it. Sure, um, it's made me who I am today, and um. Growing up, we moved from Athens, Texas to Lake Jackson, and I got into a, a softball group of friends, and one of my good friends um, went to a non-denominational church. Okay. And so pretty much the all, Total opposite, opposite of <laughs> Catholic church. And I started going with her to the youth activities, children's activities. Yeah. Um, I actually even went to a Catholic school at the time when we moved there for fifth in sixth, fifth grade, I yeah. think fourth or fifth grade, I went to a cat all Catholic school uh-huh. and, um, but I would go with her to her, her church on Wednesday nights right. and, um, got invited to go to church camp and yeah. learned about, you know, getting slain in the Holy spirit. I mean, <laughs> just all the things I'm just sitting back going, Oh my goodness. I, can't, I just, I yeah. can imagine your yeah. little, your Catholic face, yes. you know, yeah. in like, those Ooh. moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, just the freedom and the worship, right. Um, drew me mm-hmm. and praise and worship is my jam. I love right. yeah. praise and worship. Um, that's kind of, that's the way I, I give my time to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I ended up, I think I was 13, 12 or 13, um, and at a church camp, mm-hmm. I I gave my life to Christ. Yeah. Even though I knew I'd already been baptized, I know I knew that I believed in God sure. since from a very young age. Right. Um, I had my first communion, I think, was when I was seven years old. Right. So that's kind of the first step yes. to, to what we call confirmation in, uh-huh. in the Catholic faith. Um so I did that on my own and just continued to be a part of her youth group. Uh-huh. Um, and then we moved to Colorado City yeah. from Lake Jackson, which is a that's, huge culture that's shock. all the way across the state <laughs> yes, of Texas. Yes, basically like, all yeah. the way across from yeah. east to west. And um, continued to go to the Catholic Church there. And um, But I had more of a charismatic, obviously, background sure. with going to the church with my friend. And so it was a little bit difficult because it was a very small community, mm. uh, very small church. Um, as y'all know, I'm married to a Hispanic. <laughs> right. Um, and so I walk into a Catholic church in Colorado City, and I'm we are the only white family <laughs> right. in the church. Yeah. And it was just different, and um, they thought we were different. And, yeah. you know, I loved to sing. I was part of the choir. Uh-huh. I was at um, – I read on Sundays. I'm losing my mind. I don't know what. Um, 
gosh, I've lost my mind. Sorry. <laughs> I can't think. Well, there's a name for someone yeah. that goes up and re- does readings, and yeah, I did right. that. Um, so I was very involved in our church, yeah. in the youth group. Um, we had our own kind of way of doing youth um, camps or right. or overnights or whatever, and um, very... So I got com- confirmed. Uh-huh. So, but I guess my own desire and my own want and my own decision was probably when I was 13 at church camp yeah. and um, through the non-denominational church that my friend went to. Right. Um, and then, of course, confirmation is is a, is the, ca- the Catholic way of basically baptism, I think, like yeah. our baptism. Yes. Um, and it was really just, you know, it was like another step, you mm-hmm. know. And I didn't really look at it that way at the time. I just... I just knew that's what I had to do, right. you know, and, but I knew I was already, I knew I was already God's, like right. I already knew that I had professed my faith. I already knew that, you know, I had accepted him as my right. Lord and my savior. Yeah. So it, to me, it was just another check, <laughs> another yeah. check mark, uh, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And, um, so continued on in the Catholic church and, um, Ricky and I got married uh-huh. in the Catholic church. So y'all, that's what, did y'all meet there? Was he going well, to church? There yes. Too? Uh-huh. He yeah. did. We didn't meet necessarily. We met at school, but yeah. uh, we, we also went to church together too. Yeah. Um, and so he grew up in that church, actually St. Anne's Catholic church there mm-hmm. in Colorado city. And, um, we, and that's where we got married and we got married pretty young, got married at 19. All right. Um, I wanted to go where he was in Kansas. Uh-huh. Um, he was in the military after high school. Yeah. And my dad said, not unless you're married. So you were like, so we got married. <laughs> <laughs> so we got married. Note to all of you fathers out there. Those are words to <laughs> never say. Get, to, yeah. I can't think, you know, Nicholas is about to be 17 and I can't think that I would get permission to him to get married. <laughs> but, um, but it worked out. I yeah. think he knew, my parents knew that we were, we're very mature for our age. Right. And we, we had goals and we had yeah. reached a lot of our goals already. So, yeah. um, I think they knew that we were going to be okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I was 21 and Amy was 19 when we got married. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, we were really young. We grew yeah. up together, you know, I think it was the whole, I don't want you living with each other before you get married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Situation. Yeah. And that was, you know, I, I don't think I would have done that. You know, I try to give myself a little bit more credit sure. at the time, but yeah. who knows? You know, I think yeah. my dad just knew that being that far away, and I, I, I thank him for that because yeah. I think he knew that we needed that to be together and and uh, and do it right. Yeah, so. that covenant, you mm-hmm. know, the the covenant of marriage, it's it's so important, you know. Very so you, to to try to like circumvent that, to try to have all of the trappings. Of marriage without the covenant that really binds it all together can be really destructive for yes. us, you know, mm-hmm. and can, uh, and, you know, we get things out of order and, and, and it can really harm us. There's a reason why the Lord was like, Hey, right. this is the way to do this. You know? right. So, yes. so yes. all right. So you guys moved then to Kansas, right? We moved to Kansas. Uh, Fort Riley was his first duty station out of basic training. Uh-huh. Um, and that we, uh, we actually lived in Manhattan, yeah, uh, where K State's located, and I got accepted to go start going to school there. Okay, cool. So I started school there. Um, I actually went to UMHB University of Mary Harm Baylor. Yeah. Before that, um, went just a semester, um, and then came back home, and uh, went to WTC in between all the different times I moved. Sure, but um, got married. Yeah. After our first year of being out of high school, and then moved up to Kansas. So we lived in Fort Riley in our first apartment, and it was 
it snows up there a lot more than it snows <laughs> here. Um, we, I think they said it was in, so we got married in two, I'm not so 2001, yeah. um, they had a tremendous amount of snow and they closed the campus for the first time in like 30 years or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, I had a little bug car, uh, Volkswagen bug Volkswagen, yeah. and literally couldn't see it. It was <laughs> all the way above my car. Um, and so, yeah, we were just not used to, they were like, get out your chains. I'm like, what are chains? We don't, I don't know what that means. So, um, but yeah, I had to get used to that weather over there, but it was beautiful. Yeah. K-State was a beautiful school. It was a fun time. So, yeah. so what, so how did you get from like, you know, both of you guys grew up Catholic. So mm-hmm. how did you get from that to like now you're members of a, <laughs> of a Baptist church? How, how did We've that progressed. work? Yes. Um, yeah. We uh, actually, we moved several moves, but we moved back to Colorado city after okay. um, this, that was his second duty station as DPS. Uh-huh. Our first was indicator. And then there was a spot open in Colorado city. We wanted to get the kids closer to home. Sure. Um, I had just had Nathan, he mm-hmm. was a baby. So we moved back to be closer to have support and just to live there. And, um, so we started going back to the Catholic church there. Um, and just some things internally, um, had happened there. My parents had actually stopped going oh. and they started going to the Methodist church okay. there in Colorado city. Yeah. And, um, just, after some, you know, things that happened within the church, um, very sad things. Yeah. <laughs> and I, don't, I won't get into detail, but uh, we decided to, to start going to the Methodist church as well. Mm. And we felt like it was a good, you know, they go off the same calendar year and the right, same right. readings, the same gospel. Yeah. Um, and it was just f- familiar, uh-huh. um, except for probably doing communion every Sunday. Right. And that's something I still do miss, um, yeah. celebrating that every Sunday, but, gosh, um, yeah, I can't do it enough. Like yeah. I, I really love, that. I would love if we did it every Sunday. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. So, yeah. Um, but so we did that and we love our church there, uh, first United Methodist church there in Colorado city. And, um, my parents still go there. Mm. And, um, when we moved up here, uh, we were kind of visiting other churches and sure. Nicholas had met some, his friends, like I said, I mean, yeah. it was just like, he made friends <laughs> and he started going up here on Wednesday nights group, yeah. mm-hmm, to youth group. And so, you know, Ricky and I talked about it and we were like, you know, if this is where the kids want to be. Then right. we need to be there with them. Yeah. And so we decided to, to join and been here ever since. <laughs> That's so, awesome. And I think, you know, I was never really, I didn't really know much about the, the Baptist, right. you know, how, I figure, you know, they believe in Christ just as much as I do. So, you know, we're in good company. So I didn't, I guess I've just never really given the name of the religion or anything Mm -hmm. much of a thought. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, you know, if you believe in Jesus Christ, then, you know, I'm good. Right, right, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I I think, you know, sometimes we, you know, we live in a culture that really wants to figure out how to subdivide everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and and it really is kind of focused on schism and division, especially right now. And uh, but but there there are a lot of things that unite us. You know, we we're not. I mean, um, you know, there are differences clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. there are differences. Some some probably some pretty major ones. Uh, but I agree with you. Like you know, I've, I served in Methodist churches for most of my career in ministry. I served in Methodist churches. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from those mm-hmm. people. You know, I, I really did. And. Um, it grew a lot in my ministry. Learned a lot about the Lord there, and they were folks who, you know, they believed that, 
you know, they believe that the only the only way that the only way to salvation for us is through Jesus Christ. It's right. it's by trusting Him, by placing our faith in Him, by surrendering our lives to Him completely. They believe the same thing I did about it. You know. So we could work together, you know. Yeah. We and there, there were places where we disagreed, and my Methodist friends love to like, oh man, they love to get me into you know <laughs> conversations about what some of those differences you know were, and and uh, and it was fun to you know to go back and forth on it. And I'm you know we're not we're not ever going to agree about it, sure. you know, because uh, we just we we both interpret some passages of scripture differently. You know, so but well, it's but said, it was stretching yeah. for me. Like I grew a lot to hear. You know, mm-hmm. and they were their their beliefs were rooted in scripture, just like mine were. We just approached those passages differently. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, and I remember in the Catholic Church, you know, there's just a lot of traditions mm-hmm. and rituals yeah, and things right. that you know are just a part of the faith. And mm-hmm. um, I remember a friend of mine visiting. This is I was a teenager, and she came, or maybe I don't know. She uh, of course it's time for communion, right? And, She's like, I'm going to go receive communion. And I'm like, you can't you, receive communion. You're not supposed to do that. I was going, oh my gosh, <laughs> Lord, you're going to strike me down with you. <sighs> you know, and she's like, I believe in Jesus and yeah. he's my God and I'm going to go receive communion. And I'm like, I was like, if please just, you know, put your hands across and, yeah, yeah. and bow for a blessing, <laughs> please. <laughs> you know, but they didn't, you know, she did. She did it. Yeah. And I'm sure... You know, nobody knew if she wasn't Catholic sure, or not. Right. I did. Yeah. But, you know, I think at that moment I realized, what does it matter? Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, if she she's professed her faith, she believes in Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's what she wants to do. Right. Go for it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think it, it being raised in the Catholic Church is different. Um, yeah. I'm thankful for it. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful because it's helped me to be disciplined. It's helped me to sure. my prayer life is very strong for yeah, it. Right. Um, you know, I still pray, you know, our father's Hail Mary's. I mean, I do, uh, yeah. I, my prayer life's very strong and, um, you know, I, I don't think I would be who I am today without that. Without and that I'm thankful foundation. for it. Yeah. Um, but then I realized, you know, it's okay for me to talk to God by myself. Like I don't yeah. have to go in front of a priest yeah. and confess mm-hmm. to I can go straight to the source. Yeah. And yeah. that was that was difficult because it's ingrained in you as a child. Sure. I mean, you have to go to confession once a week. And if right. you sin between this Sunday and this before this next Sunday, you can't receive communion. I mean, yeah. there's just so many things that, you know, we were told we couldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I I'm glad that I'm able to tell my kids you can. Right. You know, yeah. Jesus loves you as long as you accept him as your Lord and Savior. You can go straight to the source. You, you have don't access. have to go through a person. Yeah. Now we do need people to pray for us. Oh, sure, we you do. know we need yeah. we need that support. Yes, um, and I'm thankful that we belong to a church that supports us in that. So well, and I think you know on the Protestant side we lose that sometimes, like mm-hmm. that that sense of you know. And James, the author James, is like, look, confess your sins to one another. That's right. how you. That's the way to healing. You know, and uh, and so we don't do that. You know, right. uh, uh, or we don't make that a part of our a part of our worship and a part of our practice as much. And, and so then you have, a, you know, a lot of folks who are just kind of walking around with a bunch of secrets and they're mm-hmm. killing them, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and, and you can see them struggling. Oh yeah. Which is, and it, that's think, deadly, in a, right. you know, so. And I think with, you know, incorporating now our prayer team, mm-hmm. I think maybe we can stretch that a little further and, yeah. and, and help people with that yeah. because 
in all reality, yeah. I mean, I think when somebody comes to me for prayer, they're almost confessing things that oh, they, they need. Sure are. Not not necessarily for themselves, but for other people. But in a way, they come to you with that confession, and, and also just just that want of of some extra help and love. You well, know, and it time. happens happens in our grow groups too when they're mm-hmm. doing when they're operating the way they're supposed to operate. People will people. Well, you know, you're accountable to other people, and so they're they're asking you hard questions, and and you're and you're telling them the truth, you know, and that that's that's another place where those kinds of things can can happen, you know, for us, so right. for sure. But I love I'm with you though. Like there's this passage, and and we actually preached uh, during the, our last series. Uh, I preached about it, but uh, in Hebrews chapter four, you know, he says, "So let us approach the throne of grace with confidence." that we may receive peace and mercy in our time of need. And so the writer of Hebrews is just saying, look, there's nothing holding you back from running into the presence of God, our King. You know, there's nothing keeping you from that. And uh, in fact, he welcomes you into his presence. So go there, go there boldly. That's what he says, you know, and, uh, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we serve a God like like that, who loves to invite us into his presence. You know, that's so good. So good. So, um, so I know we've kind of talked about uh, one one thing that your family kind of walked through that really stretched you and grew you mm-hmm. guys. Is there is there another time in your faith, just personally, where you remember like really the Lord was teaching you a bunch of stuff and you were really growing and you really, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple of things. Um, you know, Rick and I have been together for a long time. We've yeah. been together since we were 14 years old. So, <laughs> wow. long time. I think I've been, I've, yes, I have. I've been a Molina longer than I was a Scott. Scott there was you go. Dating. There you go. So, um, but we, um, you know, God, he, he works so well. Sometimes I'm just amazed. I'm, I shouldn't be amazed, but you right. know, I'm a human. Yeah. So, um, throughout, our first years of marriage, we literally only lived together for like one. Yeah. Um, he got sent to Korea for a right. year. Because he was in what branch? Years. Army? Army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, his second year, he got um, sent over to Korea for a year. I moved back to be with my family. Yeah. Um, then he was home uh, for a couple of years. And then he got um, into the DPS Academy just pretty, pretty shortly after he got out of the military. Right. And was gone for another year basically six months, wow. six months. And then we, um, so anyway, there's just a lot of time where we, uh, we were, we were together, but not together. We yes. were together in our marriage and our relationship, but physically not together. Right. And so I think God helped us grow through that because sure. a lot of times I look back and I'm thinking, man, if we'd have been together, we may yeah. not be together today. I yes. don't know. Right. Um, but there was a, a point in our, our marriage is about seven or eight years in. And, um, we had a breaking point um and uh we were separated for a little bit just very 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 short time right but um i mean i never have fallen on the floor like i did literally fell on the floor and screamed and asked god to save our marriage Yeah, yeah and um he did and he did and i'm so grateful um you know, at that time, people came out of the woodworks that yeah. I never thought would come and help us through that. And God sent them to us. Right. Um, there was a good friend of mine. She actually was my hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she got him to go to a retreat. Yeah. And um, he went. And I don't think if it had been for that, we may not be together today. I don't yeah. know. 
you know, um, but, but I prayed, the Lord spoke, the Lord spoke to him. And I know there was, there was a lot of spiritual warfare going on during right. that time in our marriage. You know, I'm very, you know, the devil, he, he sets out to seek, still and destroy. And yeah. I, I totally know that. And, and I try to protect, you know, through prayer and, and God's word as much mm-hmm. as I can, especially since then, because, yeah. um, you know, I literally was beating my chest on the floor mm-hmm. thinking my marriage was over. Right. Um, and, and by the grace of God, we are, we are together and better than ever. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was it. I mean, it wasn't like a recurring, sure. you know, theme. I mean, literally right. it was like, okay, it nearly broke us, but we, we thrived and we grew and we, you know, made a commitment. We recommitted ourselves and mm. we, um, we literally brought ourselves up from a very, very low and dark place yeah. together. So, so I, you know, obviously, Amy and I've been in. A, I've, you've probably heard me talk mm-hmm. about it, but Amy and I have been in a place like that in our marriage before, mm-hmm. and and I think anybody who's been married for a significant amount of time, you know, has been mm-hmm. has been through a, a place where things were really hard and painful and difficult. That's that's the nature of relationships, you yes. know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you have to kind of navigate those, you know. So, so I would say if, if though anyone who's listening to this right now, there's probably somebody listening. Yeah. Who, you know, who you may find yourself in a situation like that, right? You may, you may be, you may be afraid that your that your marriage is ending, and that um, that this, you know, uh, that that you're in a place that you can't come back from. Uh, and so I think uh, I would want to say to you, I, I mean, and and Marie and I both are in marriages that have been in a situation like that, and. And we've seen the healing power of God at work in our lives, and we've seen yes. Him restore our marriages. And we, so we, like I know, I wouldn't listen. There was a time I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been more surprised if I had been standing next to Jesus when He called Lazarus out of the tomb than I was about the miracle that He did in my marriage and in our relationship. That's a great, that's a great like analogy it, for sure. It yes. was that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I didn't think there was any hope at all. And, and the Lord God just did a miracle. And it was every bit as powerful a miracle as any of the ones I read about in Scripture. When I, I don't have to, if, 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 you know, I know God is a miracle God. Right? I've experienced his miracle power. I've experienced it. And so, so I would say to anyone listening that, that he is, that's who he is, mm-hmm. that he does, you know, he does restore, he does heal, and he can do that in your in your marriage. And so there there's hope, right? If yes. you're out there and you're feeling like that and you're struggling, there there is hope. You're also not alone. Like people, all kinds of people go anybody who stays married for any amount of time is gonna go through periods like this. So don't feel like you're crazy or you know, or you're a failure or anything else, right? Like this right. that's a part mm-hmm. of the you know, a part of our journey, you mm-hmm. know. Um but 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 God wants to, he wants to work through those situations to bring you back to himself. And I, I was going to say this too, because you said something that I thought was really interesting, you know, because you're, you're, you're like devastated, right? right. You're on the floor crying out to the Lord. And, and I would say like, I don't know about you, but in, in my marriage, one of the things, and I was a minister right at the time, right? But, but, but one of the things that had really happened in, in our marriage is that like, just personally in my own life and in Amy's life, we had really kind of drifted away from our relationship with, with God. We, we weren't, we weren't really taking that seriously and investing in that and really cultivating that in our lives Mm -hmm. individually and in our lives together. And so there was this, 
you know, there was this turning toward each other that happened that was really beautiful, but it was also a turning toward the Lord, and the turning toward each other couldn't have happened without the turning toward the Lord part. Would, mm-hmm. would you agree with that? Yeah, and that's why I mentioned the retreat that, yeah. that, um, that Ricky went on. And, um, you know, at the time it was a men's retreat. I mm. can't remember the... I think it was actually in Slayton. It's one of those... Um, was it a walk to Emmaus? It wasn't a walk to Emmaus. It's a Catholic version of that, I think. I know what you're talking but about. But I can't yeah. think of the name of it. And yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I think we had actually just moved back um, to Colorado City from um, Decatur, Uh um, Rome areas where we lived, but uh, we were living with my parents, Yeah, and it was just a lot of stress, Um, and of course, being back in your hometown, you know, Ricky was under a lot of stress in that, you know, he grew up there, and it's probably having to, he was having to arrest people that he knew growing up, and family even, I mean, just even, you know, things that normal people don't have to go through, and of course, working wrecks on I-20, things that you just don't, can't imagine the things that the DPS troopers go through and see all on a day-to-day basis, and so there's just a lot of stressful things in his, in his life, and I felt, and, and the devil knew when to creep in, Yeah, and he comes from a divorced his parents were divorced and it was a pretty tumultuous divorce growing up. And I went through that with him actually. Right. And, um, I think the devil just caught him. He was at a very, very weak moment. And I was too, I wasn't, I was I had a baby. I had a toddler. I was distracted. I I was very distracted and, and, um, you know, I had my part in it too. Mm. And, and I think, but we were both willing to fight. Yes. And and God was already on our side. And I think that, you know, we, he broke us down and bring us right back up. You know yeah, what I mean? I, right. I don't think God, he did not intend for that to happen. No. But it, it, we had to be broken down, mm-hmm. I think, to get to get back up. It's, so, he redeems even yeah. that stuff, right? Yes. He didn't. He didn't want for you guys to have to walk through all of the pain that you walked mm-hmm. through, but he takes that pain and he uses it right. and he redeems it, and the, which is the beautiful thing about the way the Lord works, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, uh, uh, gosh, yeah. There's a lot. There's so much stuff that you said there <laughs> that I thought that I think is. I, I hope you know people are are catching. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think a lot of times when couples are going through something like that, they tend to want to point fingers oh, and they yeah. tend to want to. Um, not take take responsibility that's mm-hmm. the other party or right. maybe on the outside they the other party did do something you know obviously sure. to yeah. trigger something to cause a relationship to break up but ultimately there's two parties to a relationship right. and um I knew that you know I was going to fight till the end mm-hmm. and 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 by the grace of God he he was walking right there with both of us through it and I'm just thankful every day for it cuz it's really made us stronger yeah. and our family stronger. And I knew that, and he knew he didn't want to, he didn't want his kids to go through what he did too, right. you know? And, yeah. and I didn't want to be another statistic. I didn't, right. I didn't want us to be that. And yeah. so, um, it was just a blessing. Amy has this story that she tells that, that the Lord really revealed to her during that time. And, uh, and she says that the Lord really revealed to her that, that she was supposed to be that that you know that that what you said that satan mm-hmm. it was just attacking me mm-hmm. right trying to destroy me and that her job in that moment was to stand yeah in the gap for me 
and to say, no, if you want him, you've got to come through me to get him. Right. You and, know? and this is, that's perfect. <laughs> Amy would say that. She's so <laughs> great. <laughs> She's wonderful. Um, exactly. Because the world tells us, just leave them. They did right. that to you. Yes. You don't deserve that. How mm-hmm. dare he or right. she or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And the world's out there saying, forget him. You know, right. I had friends like that. Forget him. Yes. Yeah. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, no, he is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Because God says he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to, you know, and yeah. and I may have lost some friends through it. I don't really know. I don't think so. Yeah. But um, I didn't care. I well, really didn't. I just was like, you know what? God's given me this mission and I'm going to see it through. And yeah. and uh, I was pretty adamant about it. Just like, you know, some people, they stress or worry about certain things in, in time yeah. and in their lives. And when Ricky, Ricky actually went to war, he went to Iraq. Right. Um, uh, right after the DPS Academy, <laughs> he's like, okay, you're a trooper now, now. <laughs> Go back to war, you know, because yeah. he was crazy. in the reserves. Yeah, he was yeah. in the reserves, and then he started his FTO training in Decatur, and then we literally were there a month. Uh, and I graduated from college and got my first job, and he wow. got a letter, got a call saying you're going to Iraq, and Man. so um, we didn't have any kids yet. And uh, that whole year, I ended up right before he left. I thought I was pregnant about three weeks after he left. Oh my gosh. So I was pregnant the whole year that he was gone. And I remember people, you know, and we were pretty, this was in 2005. Right. And uh, we were pretty strong in, in, you know, Iraq and Baghdad. And Uh the war was just kicking, you know, going, going pretty strong. And I remember friends, how do you not watch the news? How are you not worrying? And I was, and I just had this overwhelming, he's going to be fine. Like, it was just a voice in my head, and I know it was God because yeah. I never worried. Yeah. And I thought, and that part of me is like, "Am I a bad wife for not worrying yeah. about my husband that's at war right now?" <laughs> you know, like part of me was thinking, you know, "Am I am I not caring enough?" I, I love my husband. I yes. love him, and I want him to come home. And right. of course, I'm a little scared and worried, but right. I had this you sense had peace. of peace. I did, mm-hmm. and and that's how I I ended up feeling at that moment. Yeah. Um. You know, I was like, God, you're going to restore this and we're yeah. going to be just fine. Yes. You know, and yeah. um, I knew that if he could get through that, <laughs> right. and we could get through all the other things that we had been through up to that point right. in our marriage and our relationship, why would I give up now? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I well, mean, and I'm going to tell you, like, you know, for me, when I think about, when I think about the love of Christ, the love that Christ has for me, right, that just completely undeserved just grace when i think about that like i don't have to try to imagine that i've seen it i've seen it in my wife when i think of jesus i think of amy that's who she that's who she was in that darkest moment of my life that's who she was to me and uh and i i saw the hands and feet in G, of jesus through my wife and i just you know Maybe the maybe, probably somebody out there listening, and you're, and you're struggling, right? Maybe even mm-hmm. maybe 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 feeling like you need to give up. Maybe feeling like this is too hard, right? Whatever whatever the feelings are, um, but I just I would want to remind you from from a person who's experienced this. I want to remind you that um, of the awesome privilege it is that we have 
that we're we're called to be the love of Jesus to our spouse. And really, the only people in our spouse's lives that can that can really reveal the love of Christ in that kind of powerful way. That's what marriage is. Mm-hmm. And we're the only ones. Like we have a we have a, an unusual, a unique responsibility that no one else can have in the life of our spouse. And um and so so I just want to encourage somebody with that. You know, I really would and I and I would say this too. We learned, you know, through counseling and everything else kinda of as we were walking through, navigating through all that, we learned uh you know, we have the ability as spouses to to speak into one another's lives in these really profound ways. Like we, uh, I, I describe it like this. We can name each other. Mm-hmm. We, we name each other. So, so we can call out the best, the, 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 the best things about each other that God has put into us, that our potential, what God has created. We can call that out. We can also call out, you know, the worst in each other, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and words have life. They do. And people and, don't, sometimes don't take that into consideration when no, they're speaking no. about their spouses or their loved ones. So like, so what we learned was that, you know, there's this um, unbelievable responsibility that we have, right? We actually get to play a part in conjunction with the Holy Spirit of God in shaping our spouse into the person that God has created them to be. What a beautiful privilege. What yes. an amazing thing. And, uh, and no, it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Like the best things that you do in your life are the hardest things, right? The ones yes. that have the most <laughs> impact. And so, yeah, it's hard. And yes, uh, you know, there, are, uh, there are, are seasons that you walk through that are really difficult, but it's also the most beautiful thing you ever do too. And, uh, and so I'm just really grateful, you know, that I wouldn't walk through that season again for anything, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it, but... But I'm grateful for what the Lord did in my heart and, and in our hearts together uh, at, during that time. I, I remember like we had to, we were going to this this counselor's name was Jerry Toops. He was an amazing guy. I love I love him so much, and we have we owe a lot to Jerry Toops. Mm-hmm. But we filled out this little like questionnaire thing, you know, and uh, it, to kind of help him evaluate you know where we were as individuals and in our marriage, you know. And so we went into his office and he had the results, you know, they were stapled together. He said, well, I've been looking at these results and, and, uh, and he just tossed them down on the coffee table in front of us. And he said, look, it's bad. <laughs> he goes, your marriage is over. It's over. Wow. He goes, there's no, you're, did you ask for your money back? You're both, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you're both like, you're disconnected. You're, you know, whatever your marriage is over, you know? And then he said, I mean, don't you want it to be? Yeah, he this wow. he was saying this stuff to us. He goes, Don't you want it to be? He said, he said, here's the thing. He said, God's gonna give you a new marriage. Your old marriage, it's over. And and it's done with, and it's time for it to be done with. What God's about to do, he's about to do something new. Oh, and it's gonna awesome. be beautiful and amazing, something you can't even imagine. And he and he talked about, you know, resurrection and what what that what you know, Jesus being resurrected mm-hmm. from the dead, and then how Paul talks about us as, you know, our the old man and the new man. He goes, he goes. This is what the Lord. Off the old. And that's right. This is what the, the Lord new. wants to do in your marriage. He wants to make it a new creation. You're gonna have to surrender it to Him first. You know, you can't make a new creation. 
This is what got you into the situation that you're in right now. You were trying to make it a new creation. You were trying to make something of your marriage. You can't do it. You're going to have to surrender it to him. But if you will do that, then he is going to make your marriage a new creation. And I'm telling you, he did. And so those words, like when he started out the conversation like that, maybe I were just like, well, I didn't think it was that bad. You know, we were like, what's going on? But, uh, but what he said was absolutely right. I mean, we didn't, we wanted to be able to put aside those old habits that had driven us to that place. You know, we wanted to be able to put aside all that old hurt and shame and everything else and lean into the new that God has for us. And, and he does have it. It is there. It is available and it's available you know, for, for all of us when we come to Christ, you know, individually and as a couple, when we, when, we, when we surrender ourselves to Christ, what He does is new and it's good. Yes. So yeah. anyway, that's good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, we, it's, Thanks for having me. Yeah, we don't, you know, I don't know. It's, we don't like to talk about sometimes stuff that's really painful like that and, and especially, you know, when it comes to like stuff that's going on in our marriage, we don't, you mm. know, we have a hard time sometimes. I'm honestly, I'm... I'm kind of proud of it because, yeah. you know, and I'm thankful. I'm more thankful than anything. Yeah. Because we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be where we are today if it hadn't happened. Right. And I just, um, you know, God shown what he needed to do. I mean, it's what he needed and it's what we needed. Yeah. You know, yep. he needed to break us down to lift us back up, mm-hmm. basically. There so. were some things that we, you know, we had to, like in Hebrews where the author's like, look, toss off everything that's keeping you from running the race, you know, all the weights that are keeping you, toss them off. And sometimes we have to get to a point where we're exhausted and we're, you know, collapsed on the track, you know, before we start to realize, oh, well, that's why I've been carrying all this stuff around, you know, <laughs> and we can start to throw mm-hmm. it off our, of ourselves. And, and, uh, and, and, and what we discover on the other side of that is new strength and new power that we didn't really know that we, that was even available. So I, I appreciate you being, you know, sharing all that stuff and being vulnerable and honest. Your, your kids are awesome. I have had <laughs> so you. much fun hanging out with them. I, uh, I, I've, I've gotten to know Nick, you know, pretty well mm-hmm. since I've been here. And I think he's just a remarkable young man and, uh, a lot of leadership, you know, capabilities and just, you know, and, uh, um, and, you know, and then, you know, and then I get to go to camp, you know, yeah. so too with your younger son and he Nathan. was in my group the whole time. And so Nathan, and I just, were like, hanging out the whole time. Did he say a word? I don't know. Oh my did gosh. Are you kidding? Okay, yes. Good. All the time. Good. That guy was a chatterbox, yeah. man. And we would do those Bible studies anyway. So I, I really had a good. good time hanging out with them. So they're, they're really great. And it's just amazing to see how, how God is at work and, in uh, in you and, and Ricky's lives and in the lives of your family. It's, it's just, it's really cool to see. So yeah, I'm just grateful that they've all three, you know, it's like another box check. That's you know, right. Like, yeah. They've all surrendered, they've all to, surrendered Christ. to Christ and, yeah. and they're, you know, they really so want to serve for, him. They yeah, really do. There's they a, do. there's that sincere desire to, uh, to, to, to live a life that's for the glory of God. It's funny. I mean, our kids are, we are blessed to have great kids. And of course I'm biased cause they're mine, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> growing up, Ricky was, he was, a. Uh, he got into his own little bit of trouble yeah, yeah, in school, yeah. but you know, I used to, you know, he's a jokester. He oh, likes yeah. to laugh and joke and things and sometimes make fun, you know, when they're yeah. younger and things. I'm like, my kids are going to be ugly and they're not going to be good kids because you were always yeah, you were... picking on people and whatever, you know, and he's not that way anymore, but no, it's not just at all. sometimes, and we tell the kids that we're like, man, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, they're all pretty handsome and they, you know, are just They get along with everybody. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. yeah. And the Lord is I enjoy them. Like, some people, I don't know, we always, we need to go and have a date night or we need to go on a trip together, you know, just Ricky and I. But then I'm like... But I want the kids to come too. I, like, I enjoy my I like kids. I like around them. Yeah. 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 So. That's good. Me too. You know, now, I mean, you know, I, I, being honest, you know, you, you, you walk through high school and there's always a couple of moments in there where you're oh, like, yeah. whoo, you know, I could use a couple of days away from <laughs> yeah. you, you know, so that, that just is a, that's that, pretty natural. That's a part of the deal mm-hmm. too. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, you, I love, love your kids. They're awesome. And, and it's good to see the way that God's at work, you know. So uh, that's that's just a that's just a fun part of being a parent, you know. It is. So it is. wait, yeah. I mean, my my oldest daughter just got engaged. I saw so. that. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's the right word. I, I mean, guess. We, we, I we're mean, really excited yeah. for for we're really excited about it. We love him. You get He's to a, have like a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which you know, and I'm like the oldest. Guy. I'm the oldest of five boys. Did you know? That? So like, yes. when you say you're a boy mom, oh, like yeah. my mom yeah. was a was a boy she was mom like too. Yeah. Extreme boy. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> she had to be, you know, but, uh, so that, that will be nice. And we love Brody. He's a good young man. He really is. He loves God. He's the youth minister at First Baptist Church Hale Center. And he's just awesome. a, just a really good young man. We're excited about it, but, but. I pray for my daughter-in-laws. Yeah. I don't, well, we I don't did know too. who they are, but yeah. I'm praying for them. Yes, we did too. I, I want a great relationship. I have a great mother-in-law, so yeah. I'm, I want to Me, have yeah. that too. So. I'm close to my, very close mm-hmm. to my in-laws, you know, so, but anyway, uh, there's also this part of you though that's there's I mean grief is a part of it, right? You're mm-hmm. more I'm all, you're also mourning the loss. Mm-hmm. Your relationship's not going to be yeah. the same. And as they get older, you know, it's particularly when they're right at Nick's age, where they, you know it's junior high and mm-hmm. they're about to all these big changes are about to happen in their life. You know, I always tell parents at that moment, man, man, soak it all up because it blows by you. I mean, it goes. Well, that's kind of so why I took a little step back in my work because yeah. I just needed to. Be more flexible and mm-hmm. and have time because I'm like you're gonna, you're a junior and then it'll yeah. senior year will be right here and it's here in no here time we go. yeah so. and so you know yeah and because the, the things change and they're good they're good changes right they're good mm-hmm. changes and you're excited about the changes but it's change nonetheless and you're losing something you're gaining a lot of stuff but you also are losing stuff mm-hmm. along the way and and so you have to like. You know, soak soak all of it up, and then also take time to mourn those those losses and those changes mm-hmm. while you're celebrating all the other good stuff too. You know, so so that's kind of what I'm learning this journey. My cut, my nephew asked me, "How do you feel about all this, Uncle Brad?" Like right after, like this is like the next day. You know, he's like, "How do you feel about it?" And I was like, "Man, I'm really excited and I'm really sad, like at the same time." Yeah. You know, and uh, and I think the some of the some of the most awesome parts of life are like that there are these mm-hmm. moments where there's this crazy mix of emotions involved you know so yes. anyway but we're all all of us parents you know we're all on that journey i tell people all the time the most traumatic thing you ever do is like let your kid go i yeah. mean you It'll know be you release be you. that's right <laughs> Release and I'm gonna them. have to stay back and be me. That's right. It's, without you, it's so hard, man. It's so hard. It's traumatic. It's it's hard. Anyway, well, thank you, Anne Marie, for for uh, well, for, for joining the podcast. And uh, if uh, for those of you who are out there listening, uh, thank you for joining us, man. We I hope you were encouraged by our conversation. Um, if if anyone out there was hearing this and they're like, "Look, my marriage is really struggling," or "I'm in a really tough place uh, in my marriage," if you need help. Would you please reach out to us? You can you can contact us uh, through our website, which is uh, firstshallowwater.org. 
um, we have a list uh, that we keep here at the church of counselors that we can refer you to, to for that, for, for, uh, if you need marital counseling or, or, or just counseling, we can, we can do that for you. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, that was a huge help in my life. Um, but we also just want to like love on you and pray with you and for you and, and walk with you on the, on this, on the journey that you're on, you know, wherever that is. So, uh, so, so if you, if you need some help, if you're struggling right now, please reach out to us. Let us help you. So, uh, I mean, Anne-Marie's on the prayer team for crying out loud. That's what she does. Let me pray so, for you. Yes. Yes. Please. So she loves to do it. So, uh, but, but in all seriousness, we want you to reach out and, and we want to, we want to, we want to be, uh, uh, a place where you can find support and help and healing. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. I uh, hope you had, hope you had a great time. Make sure you, you check back in uh, next week. We'll have another amazing and interesting guest who's also probably your neighbor, and uh, and you can check that out next week. But between now and then, uh, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 10:30 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.